Welcome everyone to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin. I'm DJ. And this week we are doing our big Dragon Quest Treasures spoilers episode. Mm -hmm. So if you really care about spoilers, then don't listen to this part four episode because this is the the one with all the spoilers. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's yes. That should be the title of this one. The one with all the spoilers. Yeah. And so... Uh, gonna be talking about post game, in game stuff, just a lot of the stuff that we've maybe been alluding to or purposely avoiding uh, in past episodes. But first, uh, we have some answers to things and some corrections to things that I wanted to mention. Um, first thing is we were talking about the codes for the Yuji Hori slime and the killing machine, right. and yep. apparently I I said the wrong codes. Um, I just said them off the top of <laughs> my head instead of uh, lo- actually looking them up. Um, and so thankfully, one of our uh, patrons on Patreon, Shelby, uh, corrected us on that. So thank you, Shelby. And for those of you who want the actual real codes, the Yuji Hori slime code is YUB. And the code for the killing machine is P-E-K. Y-U-B and P-E-K. And I'd said it was Y-U-J for the Yuji Hori thing, yeah. which makes more sense. I'm a, <laughs> it, it was the wrong code, but it makes more sense than it what the actual code It makes more sense, yeah, is. right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so uh, again, the correct codes are Y-U-B and P-E-K for that. And Shelby, thanks for letting us know. Yep, for real. I got to go and do that. I've been out of uh, town the last couple of days uh, since that message came through. And I'm like, I've got to get on there and redeem those because I tried and couldn't and thought they were gone. So I really do appreciate that so that I can get those items, uh, get those monsters. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, the other the other one uh, I wanted to mention is last week uh, in the episode, we were talking about how about a slingshot versus catapult was a was a was a big chunk of last week's episode uh, right maybe not a big chunk but probably there's probably five minutes spent on on this and yeah. um so and actually uh platy uh got us some answers on both the catapult and what happens if the rival team manages to steal your treasure oh. uh, because we didn't know the answer to that and asked if somebody could tell us so uh the first one is if you lose to a rival team they take your treasure and then a mission uh, to get it back from them appears. So oh, you go there, okay. you beat them up and you get the treasure back. So it just so they do take it, but you can get it back. You just have to go fight them and take it back. So it's not like you lose it forever. OK, OK, that makes sense. That's good. Because like, like I said, I, like, I got really worried and nervous about it <laughs> and wanted to know because I don't want to lose the really cool, like almost random. St- I mean, I guess it is random, but uh, you can kind of focus toward it that, that you get the, this random stuff. So, yeah. So now I'm not as uh, as worried about it. Um, and then the other thing was um, mm-hmm. he said also the question why catapult. That's the British language term for a slingshot. Oh, yeah, which I did not know. Nor did I. I have a funny I have a funny story to share now because since Platy told me this, this sent me down like a rabbit hole because <laughs> I, I work with a lot of British people. So we're constantly like, you know, I mean I'm from the South, so they are like asking me about like southern terms and I ask right, them about UK yep. terms and things like that. Like that's like uh, we do that all the time. And so I didn't I did not know this. So I put a picture of a slingshot in our group chat and was just like, Hey, what do y'all call this? Gotcha. Okay. Just, just uh, out of interest. 
And most of them also call it a slingshot. And so I was like, well, that's weird because Platy said it's called a catapult, British term. And Google, I, I, I Googled it. And, and that's what came up for that for you and, as well. And yes. And so I was like, well, you know, so what's the deal here? And so we decided on from speaking with all the UK folks over there that kind of like in the States, you know, where it just depends on like what region of the country right, you're yeah. from, what you call it. It also seems like uh, like like most younger, like the younger you are, the more likely you are to call it a slingshot. Oh. Whereas like maybe your grandmother in the UK called <laughs> it a catapult, but you call, you would call it a slingshot now. Wow. Yeah, but that's why it's called a catapult in DQ Treasures because they that's... try to be all you know Britishy with stuff a lot. That makes sense. Yeah. So thanks, Platy, for for giving us our answers for those two things. Last thing I wanted to mention before we we really dive into spoilers here is last week I said I was gonna see how close I could get to getting um, all the treasures to see if I could do it, and I have not. I it was a failure, much like I thought. Um, I did pass the important seven seven hundred item milestone. Oh, yeah. So that's a lot of treasures. It is a lot of treasure, and. There's some that I, there's some that I know I don't have. Like I know what I'm missing. Yeah. Like I'm missing some of the, I mentioned in a previous episode about the otherworldly items that are like lost clothing and it's all clothing from uh, the first, from DQ 11. Yeah. I'm still missing quite a few clothes. So, um, so I know that there's some lost clothing items that I need. And then uh, I saw earlier this week on, Twitter where someone shared like a little gotcha machine that oh, they yeah. had gotten in DQ Treasures that I don't think I've gotten. I like if I if I got it, it was new to me. And it's possible I do have it because I, I a lot of times I skip the animation to where it just opens all the treasures at once. Oh, I get it. When you get when you get so many, like there are so many long animations that uh that sometimes you just have to. Yeah, and so I just I skip it and then just look at them all at once, like what like all my nine treasures at once. Um, so there, it's possible, I guess, that that one slipped through. And admittedly, I have put most of a focus on like the cool like bosses and monsters and character statues. Yeah, over some of the others. So it's possible I missed that one, but yeah, I don't think I have that gotcha machine one yet either. But um, right. and then I know for sure I'm still missing the shady and shambles. One, because I have not found all 100 balloons to pop, and I've also not found a guide telling me where all 100 balloons are to pop. And so, yeah, so so I know of I know of some at least that I'm that I'm missing, uh, but I'm currently like 70, 70 ish treasures away from having 100 percent all treasures. And so getting there i'm sure i'll still be chipping away at it and one of these days in a future episode i'll be like hey i finally got every treasure you absolutely will yeah but that day is not today (laughs) yes now for getting into spoilers um right we actually talked about this uh, quite a bit after we finished recording last week uh, but obviously we weren't recording it, so we want to talk about it this week, which is something you and I both love that we haven't brought up yet, which is Mogsworth. <laughs> we like Mogsworth. We like the kitty cat pirate. We like his design. I we do. like his look. I like his tongue just hanging out all the time. Yeah, he's not 
he he's good comedic relief um whenever you do like his his whole branch of like side quests and everything yeah. um it's kind of good comic relief but i was kind of I guess maybe the reason I was waiting to talk about him too much is because because of it being a spoiler that you can actually once you can recruit him into your party by finishing up his side quest chain. So yeah. so if you love Mogsworth and you want to get him in your party, you can do that. You just have to do all of his side quests. And like I have mixed feelings about it because, you know, in the like tutorial section, they put Mogsworth in your party and it's kind of nice having him around. And then because of the way his quests are structured, like you kind of don't get him till later in the game, or at least I didn't get him till later in the game. Um, maybe if that's like your primary focus, you could. Right. But but I did not get him till later in the game, and so like it was kind of a disappointment because by the time I got there, like the monsters in my party were like I don't know level fifty, sixty already yeah, much higher than what he came in as, and then he comes in at like level fifteen. And oh wow, that's much lower than I would have expected. And so, yeah, he comes in at like level 15 or something for me. And so I put him in with the where you can dispatch your monsters on quests. Yeah. I put him in there because that's like a really fast and easy way to level up monsters that you can't have in your party yet. And threw him over in there. And then it's been one of those things where I've just, I never, sadly, I never ended up going back and getting him out of there. Even now, because Aww. of how, because of how high my other monsters are. And I'm still trying to take down Silverbones. Another spoiler, since this is our spoiler cast. Silverbones! Uh, the, the pirate captain that you attack yep. and is the final boss. Yeah, so he's like the uh, super boss version of him happens uh, at, in DQ Treasures. And he's like level 80 and his monster gang are level 80. And it follows the same pattern. It's just like, you know, he's level 80 now instead of like 40 or whatever he is the right. first time you beat him. And... Uh, like I said last week or whenever, he handed my butt to me, even when I thought I could take him on at like level 90. And yeah. uh, so I've kind of put that on the back burner for now because I was just like, oh, I'll keep finding treasures then and come back to Silver Bones when I'm like at level 100. Surely then it will be easier at level 100 if he's just level 80. I don't know. Sometimes those super bosses are deceptively hard despite their levels. Yeah, the problem, the problem with this fight is that he has a ton of health anyway, which is a problem in his in-game in fight, too. Um, it's just kind of like... It, it, it's kind of boring, and this is this is kind of goes back to just the, the middling combat like we've talked about in previous right. episodes, where the the first half of, of the Silverbones fight is kind of intriguing because rematch, uh, I guess is what I'll call it, follows the same pattern, too. But it's like you... You know, the first part of it's not bad because he's always going into the the statues and those statues have elemental weaknesses. So it's like, you just throw out your crack bombs or whatever right. and take him down really easily. And each time you kick him out of one of the statues, it's like a really quick, easy way to get him down to like half health. And so that's, that is like no problem ever. Like once you dispense with his lackeys and move it to that phase, then it's like no problem. But then once he gets in there and has like, he's still at half health and he's all by himself and, like in the super boss fight, he has his like gunshot move that he does can like pretty much almost one hit kill anybody. E. And that's a problem because, you know, if if Eric dies, you have to restart the whole thing, which is stupid. Yeah. And I like I always hate that mechanic in video games. That's actually one of the reasons I stopped playing Persona 5. 
because because the, if your main character dies and gets knocked out, then you uh, lose the battle, even though you have other people in the party who could uh, revive. I was gonna say revivify them, uh, but uh, get them up. Yeah, that's why. Uh, that's one of the the few things I did not like about uh, Yakuza, like a dragon. Yeah, it's the same thing. You know, if Ichiban dies, the whole fight is just over. And I'm like, what's the point of having this whole party then? Right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that's like pretty frustrating, but anyway, the, so like Eric, you know, it's a problem in this fight when that happens, but also at that point you have to kind of chip away at silver bones with your monsters. And so a lot uh. of it is like running around, trying not to get shot and just healing your monsters with pellets while they kind of slowly chip away at him. And none of their biggest moves really seem to have much of an effect. And so you just kind of slowly have to knock him down to where you can like you know, still is, uh, still like the, like in the original fight, still the dragon stones from him and everything. Mm. And it's just like, I don't know. It wasn't like the funnest fight ever, um, in the game to begin with. And then the rematch is just, you know, everything's amped up to 11. Yeah. And I don't know if I'll go back to that or not, but because of that, the monsters that are in my party, I'm trying to keep there because it's like, okay, they're all like level 90 right now. So like Mogsworth, he did level up a lot, but he's still like level 60. And that's a pretty huge gap, you know? Yeah, that's and, a that's a big gap when you're getting to the end game. And so I've kind of just gone past the point that I can have these characters, the characters that I want, like, the, like I can't really put them in my party because the characters I don't want, namely Kara, the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the bird that I hate, um, but I put in my party just for character statues early on. And then now she's like such a high level, I just have to keep her in the game um in my party and so it's like i would love to trade her out but i i, I cannot and okay. and, and i i ran into the same problem with uh with ellis the dragon again talking about spoilers so the 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 dragon that actually hatches out of the egg at the end and the end went before the credits roll um you know you can get that in your party in the post game okay and i also wanted Ellis in my party because I was like, cool, dragon, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it would fulfill the same role that Kara does. So it's like win-win for Austin. Except, again, it also starts off really low level. I think it started mm. off a little bit higher. I think it was like level 30 or 40. But still, at the by this time, I had monsters that were way higher leveled up. So I put them, I put Ellis over there to be in the monster dispatch service. So that oh, yeah. it would level up fast. And it just, it's never been able to catch up to the monsters in my party. And lame. And so like, I haven't been able to use Ellis or Mogsworth. And so it's like, and they're, I'm just like, I don't know. It's frustrating because it's like, yeah, they would be fine in my party if I was just doing treasure. But then also like some of the random treasure you find are teleportals that lead into really big boss fights. And so it's like, if I get in, if the treasure I find ends up being a teleportal and I go through, well, if I have the two of them in my party, I'm definitely dead. <laughs> yeah. When all the monsters are like level 90 now in those portals, then my like little Mogsworth and Ellis that are both at like level 60 are definitely going to die. And it's just, it's kind of a frustrating thing with the post game because I feel like I got a couple of cool characters and, but I can't use them. Instead, I'm stuck with Kara and, my my white saber cat which don't get me wrong the white saber cat was awesome early on but but now i'm like i like mogsworth and ellis and <laughs> i don't know like i would like these other characters in my party and i just feel like i can't go back 
to oh, them. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of, it's a similar problem, I guess, that like Pokemon has, where it's like, by the time you get your legendaries, you don't really need them in your party or want them in your party. Like, that's a problem I always run into in Pokemon games too, where it's like, the legendaries, I catch them and they're like level 50, but I've, I've had like this reliable team of level like 70 or 80 Pokemon. Yeah. So I never get to really enjoy the legendaries either. Which that's the way I am with legendaries, like in Pokemon as well. It's like I always and I always replace something with them, and then I'm like, that wasn't worth it. It's like I have to work too hard to get this leveled up and uh, get it working with the rest of the team. Overall, I mean, I've enjoyed the the Dragon Quest Treasures post game. Like, I, I realize that I've you know kind of ranted a little bit about Mogsworth and Ellis, but it's because I like those characters. It's because right. I like their designs. And I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw or not. I have no <laughs> clue what happened with this, but the uh, like Dragon Quest, like official Dragon Quest account, like tweeted out this thing about Ellis when the game had only been out like four days, and which was really weird. Like I, I saw some people complaining about it or like calling them out for it, but it was a weird thing where it was like, okay, this game has only been out like a week, and mm. they tweeted out like a photo of Ellis with like basically just telling you like hey if you beat the game you get this and well i thought that was kind of not cool because it's like okay well that's like the whole the, i mean obviously it has to do with dragons and so it's like yeah if you have to guess what's gonna happen it's like okay yeah probably this egg is gonna hatch and there's a dragon in there that's how <laughs> this is all gonna end like you don't have to be like a genius to like see where it's going but at the same time i don't know like i I don't know how I would have felt if that had, if I was one of the many people that got spoiled because of that. Yeah. Like it did seem a little premature to go ahead and start sharing those kinds of details. Like immediately. Yeah. And I get yeah, it. We, that, we live in an age where like nothing can stay a secret anymore. And like there's no that. statute of limitations on spoilers at this point. Like it drives me absolutely batty where like I'll TV shows or video games or something and I'll see a spoiler the morning something comes out before I'm able to either watch it or even buy it like as a video game or something like some, some gaming outlet has to rush to be the first one with it for whatever clickbaity reasons. And you know, you have to have the traffic, you have to get that to survive. I get it, but it's so frustrating as a consumer that I see what happens when that kind of thing matters to me. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. I just, I don't know. Like I, I don't know. It's just uh, some people like to be the first to watch things and want everybody to know that they have yeah. the answers and they want to share it with everybody instantly. And I'm like, stop. I like to hold on to that. I mean, you know, that's why we waited like a full month to do our treasure uh -huh. stuff because we didn't want to like spoil it just for everybody. That and the fact that you really dragged your feet there for a little while. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> but but really, I mean, we we knew like going in that we were going to wait a little while. Um, didn't want to like lead with spoilers because and now we're getting close to like the two it's been out two months mark which is crazy but right that is that is a little nuts yeah but going back to post game here like i've really enjoyed my time with the post game and this is really where i like fell in love with the game like the the story right. is fine it's short you know like i mentioned in previous episode it took me a little little under 18 hours uh to, to beat the whole thing and some of that mm -hmm. was just getting distracted with like exploration and things and so it like took a little while for 
that to happen. And it was like, I'd already at that point, like I'd already fallen into, okay, this is what the game is. There's not much story. It's just yeah. a lot of treasure hunting, but I really like that. I'm okay with this. I know the combat's not great, but the treasure hunting part is fun. And so I was like, okay with all that stuff by then. And the post game is just like, there's, there's a lot of games where I feel like that has happened. Um, Dragon Quest 11, 11 was similar. Like I really love the story, but I feel like post game trophy hunting, uh, like on my first time playing it, you know, like on mm. PS4 way back in like 2018. Wars. Like that was where I really fell in love with it was like the post game of 11 and like doing trophy hunting. Right. And a similar situation here where I really fell in love with it when I was like just treasure hunting. Like, you know, I beat the game. I beat the game with less than 300 treasures to my name. Right. And I passed 700 the other day. So. I mean, that's a lot that's been Yeah, done. there's a lot going on there. That's like, you know, four, something like 450 treasures, I think. In the post-game. Yeah, I did after I beat the game. And that's cool. Like, I like that there's still so much to do and that you're able to do. Yeah, I mean, me too. And I think that's like in a DQ6 episode or like maybe when I was writing about Dragon Quest VI one time, I talked about like how a lot of like the judgment and like rating I put on a game is based on like my memories of it, like after mm-hmm. the fact. And it's like my memories of this are going to be tied to the post game. And I really love the post game. I love the, the mindless <laughs> just <laughs> running around, picking up nine treasures, coming back, looking at what I got being like, yay treasure. And then running back out. Like, yeah, just that, I mean, that is super fun. Yeah. Like I just, I like that. If you don't like that, you will not like dragon quest treasures, but I like it. And I feel like a lot of the, the middling to negative like reviews that it got from reviewers, but also just like players in general is because of not liking that mechanic. And for me, I like that mechanic. And so that's why I rated the game high. And that's why I've raved about the game. And that's why I'm still playing it uh, two months later (laughs) and like, you know, 45 nearing on 50 hours in up to this game. Like that's why I'm still, you know, sinking all this time into it is because I just, I really like that just mindless loop of, running out to, you know, picking an island, running there, grabbing up the nine treasures, really just as fast as I can, coming back home, seeing what I got, and then just doing it all over again. Like, I I like that kind of thing. Um, And I like it, but I can't do it over and over and over again. My big thing is doing it and doing it one or two times and then logging off. That's when I'm done with it uh, for a little while. Yeah, I mean, that that's how I've been. Like, I mean, I've that's part of the reason why I've only put 45, 50 hours in and it's been out two months, you know, because mm-hmm. that's how I play too, is I chip away at it a little bit at a time. I haven't spent, um, like, you know, I, I rarely have played this game in one sitting for more than, like, two hours. And most right. of the time, it's, like, 30. It's, like, I play it for 30 minutes. But every once in a while, I'll get really into it. Like I mentioned in a previous episode, just... Sometimes I'll get stuck thinking like, hey, what's up at the top of that? Or like, hey, can I climb that? Like, I can't stress enough how many of my best like video game memories, not just in Treasures, but in any game, like my best memories have always started with the question, hey, I wonder if I can get up there. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Like just just wanting to know if I can get up there or not. And then, uh, you know, sometimes you can, sometimes some games will not let you. And I always get disappointed when that's the case, when there's like a verticality limit 
And I when the games get, just won't let you get where you want to go. Yeah, there's like an invisible ceiling there, and you can't yeah. you can't get up any higher. But I'm like, but I can see the top of the building from here. <laughs> I just want to get up there. You're like, just give me. Yeah. Um, and so I can I like really appreciate um, that about DQ Treasures. So now I guess nearing the end of this episode and kind of looking ahead, um, this was a new Dragon Quest spinoff. It was kind of a take on the monsters formula but the whole idea behind it was to create a new spinoff um so what are your thoughts here do you think it's gonna be it's big enough successful enough good enough uh to kind of start its own spinoff and maybe get a sequel i hope so i i think it is the way that it is right now i really hope that more people pick it up and uh stick with it beyond the fairly terrible beginning (laughs) <laughs> that I really just wish that they wouldn't have made the beginning so lackluster. Like that's such a weird way to to start the game with everything just being dumped at you and just it's it's not really fun. Yeah, I think they they just took too much of a mobile approach to the beginning yeah. of it, just throwing all these systems at you. And and I know now that you know that's kind of what they're going for is to just they wanted to go ahead and open it up for you so you can just yep. go and do whatever you want. But it's like it's very jarring at the beginning. Yeah. And I'm, I'm in the same boat you are like, I would, I would love a sequel, not just because I've loved this game, but also because I feel like a sequel is where they can improve the stuff we don't like, like monster variety. Maybe we can yeah. get more than just like, you know, reskins of the same, like 11 monsters. And that would be really the, nice. Yeah. The combat, maybe, the, you know, the combat, I would like to control the monsters more. <laughs> I would like to not just be an observer. I would like to do more than be a super squishy character who just has a slingshot. Um, And so there's like, there's things like that that I think could really get expanded on. And like knowing the way sequels work with Dragon Quest spinoffs, it's like, I feel like they do that really often, you know, like looking at how Builders 2 built upon the first Builders game, how Heroes 2 built upon the first uh, Heroes game. Uh, You know, there's kind of, feel like there's a reason why we've only gotten the second entries of rocket slime and and tornico yeah. it's because uh you know the first games maybe they didn't know how they were going to do their experimental that the second game has the improvements and has they build upon the stuff that worked in the first entry but then improved yep. stuff and so like i'm really excited about the idea of a dragon quest treasures 2 even though there's like you know nothing out there saying it's going to happen at this point Mm-hmm. Just the idea of it to me um, sounds really exciting. Yeah, I'm really hoping it happens. I mean, with the way that they're doing remakes, the remakes of 3, the 2D HD one, and all of that, I'm really hoping that there will be some success through this to uh, to get a sequel to this. Yeah, for sure. Um, if So if we get a sequel, okay, Monster Variety and I think Combat are my two big ones for what I would like to have fixed in the sequel. What about What about for you? definitely the intro and being able to skip animations um not having the stupid smash bros intro for all the monsters uh still hate it so much and i guess just a different i don't know i'm as much as i like eric and mia being in this one i'd like to see uh different uh something that's not from 11 now you know it's been out for so long maybe a dragon quest 10 related one Mm -hmm. with some of the characters from that maybe yeah 
Or, they will never get the main game over here, but if they would do a spinoff of some of the characters like Anna Lucia. Yeah, or, or I was thinking uh, they could also kind of repeat what they did with Monsters, where it's like, you know, you had Terry, but then you had the follow-ups that were like new characters. What were their names? Tara, yeah. Tara, and... I don't remember. Tara and Tony. It's not Tony, but I'm going to pretend it's Tony. <laughs> it's Tony. <laughs> um, yeah, where it's like the... Uh, um, I, I could see that happening with treasures too, but yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat where it's like, it was nice seeing the Eric and Mia stuff because of how much I loved 11, but it really like the way treasures was written. It could have been anybody like it didn't have yeah, to be could Eric, have. Eric and Mia. I get it. It's not as risky as introducing like brand new protagonists. Mm-hmm. And it would appeal to people who really since 11 did take off over here on like anything else. It was a good idea to use characters that were recognizable to people who liked 11. Yeah, I could see that going with um, going with some new characters for Treasures 2. And I mean, that's kind of yeah. I mean, even in the Heroes games, like I like I love Heroes 1 and 2, but I find myself still like a lot of times I'll keep some of the original characters from those games in my party over the over the legacy characters. Mm. Because I mean, it comes down in Heroes, it comes down a lot of times to like their abilities. Yeah, it and does. which abilities I want to play as, um, but oh, and that was another parallel I didn't think about mentioning. I know I, I brought it up as FF twelve, but you know, even the similar thing that Heroes did, uh, existing in Treasures Combat would have been nice, where you can just switch around. You press like R one, L one, and it pops like, to a different one. Yeah, pop to the different characters. Yeah, like just something like that would have been really nice. I think in a Treasures game, I think I would like to see that in a sequel. Actually, yeah, <laughs> that'd be super nice. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to run around with a squishy, squishy catapult. Yeah. Catapult. God, I can't. I'm not even. Because I'm an American, so I would say slingshot. But if I was British, I would say a catapult. A catapult. Yeah. Um, anyway, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode and all of our DQ Treasures coverage. Uh, we have some cool, exciting Patreon, patron requested episodes coming up uh, in episodes ahead. And also, BJ got me Slime Mori Mori 3 for Christmas yeah. that I'm going to be playing. So we're going to be talking about that in some future episodes as well. Uh, remember, if you would like to chat with us, you can find us on Twitter at Dragon Quest FM. We're at Dragon Quest FM on all socials, Facebook, Hive, remember Hive, um, any yeah. of that kind of stuff. Uh, I am sometimes on Twitter still uh, at Dragon Quaston. And uh, you can also help support this podcast by visiting patreon.com slash dragonquestfm. And I'm on Twitter as at Professor Beej. I'm on Mastodon at Beege at dice.camp. Uh, you can talk to us on Discord at discord.geekdegeekmedia.com. And like you said, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash dragonquestfm. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye!